Hi, I'm Gina. And I'm Erin. And welcome to the Backstage Show. This week on the Backstage Show, we'll be continuing our discussion with our wives, Gina and Erin. Thank you again for joining us. Talking about coupling as it pertains to theater, community theater, or any theater, but mainly community theater, because that's what we know. That's pretty much the focus of our show. That's right. Yes. So. When we last left you. Yes. When we last left you. Well, no. <laughs> so we want to pick. So we want to pick up the conversation talking about balancing personal life and theatrical endeavors. And with couples, there can be some different dynamics associated with that. Yeah, I know your situation is a lot different than our situation, thanks to the boy. The boy. Yes. <laughs> our, our son, <laughs> who, who has briefly appeared shouting in the background of a couple of our episodes, mostly, in, well, actually entirely in outtakes. The yeah. backstage show! Yes. If I may approximate. <laughs> yes. So that, that makes a, a big difference. But, but before we even get to that, I mean, I, it's just a matter of how much of your lives are taken up by theater. I, I mean, if you're assuming from the start here that you're both theatrical people, you're both doing theater, do you also have additional interests outside of theater? No. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yes. <laughs> I think we do all have interests outside of theater. Right. If I'm not being presumptuous. So that may, and depending on whether those interests are shared interests or not, it adds up the amount of time spent. Yeah. How much time I, I spent mean, together? I don't know. I, I think your personal lives are, theater is part of your personal lives in a way, and your other hobbies and such are part of your personal lives, but you also just want to have, I guess, downtime together. Yes, it's good to have downtime and spend it with each other, not being involved in theater, not necessarily having to run out to rehearsals all the time or have weekends tied up in shows. I certainly agree with that. I would say from my personal experience, I don't feel like my life, my personal life certainly does not revolve around community theater. It's mm. an interest. It's something I do periodically and get pretty involved with it when it does happen. But then when it's over, I like to move on to other things and... I don't know how other folks at this table feel about that. Well, I think at this point, our lives revolve around our son, so yeah. it's yeah. kind of hard to get any theater in at all. But Right. But when also, you do, yeah. you kind of have to plan it. It's got to be very it. planned and scheduled, yeah, absolutely. And you kind of end up having to alternate. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think we can get into to that a little bit more. But I think there's also, like, before we had that situation, there's times where you might be working on both be working on a show but not be working on the same show so you can be involved in two shows at the same time and like right. almost never run into each other so yeah. that that can that can be annoying i guess well that's in, it's interesting in that if you're both working on the same show together you obviously spend a great deal of time mm -hmm. together most likely depending on what your perspective respective roles are in the show right but yeah in that situation all that time you invest in a show, if it's a different show, then yeah. you'll never get to see one another. Particularly if, if they rehearse on different nights. I, yeah, I know yeah. uh, Stephen Renee, who we've had on in, in the past and will hopefully have on again at some point, and perhaps they can talk more to this, but I know they've been involved in stuff where they do these shows back to back and they're involved in different shows that rehearse on different nights and they're just two ships passing in the night. <laughs> yeah, I mean... 
Well, that then maybe comes down to how regularly you are involved in theater and in that situation. And if you feel like you have to give yourselves break mm-hmm. breaks just to have time to spend together. Yeah, I, I, that can certainly be necessary. And then back to what you were talking about with, with parenting. I mean, I know when we first became parents and we were talking about continuing to do theater, we were saying, I guess even leading up into that, where we were going to try to take turns. Mm-hmm. Yes, we were planning to take turns, but I guess we got a little bit derailed with that um, yeah. <laughs> when Ollie came into our lives, and I haven't really had a turn in a long time. No, you haven't. I mean, I haven't done as much either. I kind of like have done a little bit on one show like every year, but neither one of us has been really involved. It just seems like taking care of him takes up most of our time now. As it should be. Yeah, I mean, you know, absolutely. But, but I mean, we, we certainly have to i mean we have to take turns we can't both be in in something at the same time now but which i think is a common occurrence for other parents that i know of certainly working at the barn several folks you know with younger kids do have to alternate to that degree Mm -hmm. yeah yeah which also makes me think about okay Good. Or sometimes they're bringing the kids to rehearsals at times to to stop and say hi i've seen that too yep or what happens when you're trying to take turns and one person has an interest in a show that runs at a specific time as they do and maybe don't get that part, but they lost that chance because they didn't get the role they wanted. And the next show of interest is for the other person in the couple and they may or may not get that. Yeah. How do you figure out that balance and, and That's well? been the other mm-hmm. thing. And, and we've also talked about acting versus directing. And I think at, at least at one point we had said, well, we'll take turns acting, but I'll direct whenever I can. Which isn't really fair either. But I don't, I mean, is there really a 100% completely fair way to do it? I don't think there is. No, because (laughs) as Aaron pointed out, you can say you're going to take turns, but what if I'm, uh, you know, auditioning for something and I don't get in and I audition for like three, four shows in a row over the course of a year and a half and don't get into anything? Do you have to just sit back on your heels and wait for me to get cast in something? I mean, it would be much more likely the other way around because you're a male and I'm a female, but yeah. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) Not anything against male versus female actors. It's just a matter of the obvious availability of roles versus actors in the community theater environment. There are a lot more (laughs) male roles out there and a lot fewer male actors. So So guys, if you want to meet somebody, hint, hint. (laughs) <laughs> and then and then we can recap- do what i did <laughs> <laughs> and we can recapitulate the whole uh showmance aspect yeah, that yes. we talked about so we've come full circle yes <laughs> well i mean to be perfectly honest i'm sure there are plenty of people we know of who got into community theater as a way to potentially meet people yeah very possibly i i know when i was single and would mention that I did theater. They're like, oh, that's a really great way to meet women. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I know at that time I hadn't been involved in any showmances, so I'm like, I guess if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> but subsequently, yes, I did meet some women through theater, but that was never my intent for it, and I don't think that that is a good thing to go in intending to meet women by doing theater. But it can happen. Well, I mean, it can certainly you should, happen. You should certainly do it for the sake of wanting to do it. Yeah. To be involved with theater, but... As hobbies go, it is a female-heavy hobby, shall we say? Okay, fair enough. It seems to be. Yes. So if that's what you're looking for, then you might have some good chances, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of you know getting back to interest and how much of time gets devoted to the theater, 
you know, Jim and I haven't really spoken to that. And it, it is a matter of usually, hey, we'll do it sometimes. It doesn't, we don't have to work out the balance of who is staying home with the kid. Mm-hmm. It makes a big difference. It does yeah. make a We have a lot of flexibility that way. I do have other interests outside of theater, but if I Me see too. something, yeah, and as does Jim. And for those reasons, well, he's probably better at making time for both of us than I am because I tend to dive into things and go full bore for a while till I get tired and need a break. But it, I, I would, I got very busy with acting in theater, I would say for a period of a year, kind of unexpectedly. And it did involve Jim getting roped in as a result of my acting to be sound guy, director, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we saw each other, but at the same time, I don't think his level of interest was there. And then also at the same time, it was nice when, hey, wow, a show just ended. I don't have rehearsals for two weeks till the next one starts. <laughs> Thank God, this is wonderful. Which then eventually progresses to things wrap up a little bit. And it's like, wow, I've got lots of free time on my hands. And it seems like you've got a lot of, at least for me, the way things unfolded. I've got a lot of free time. This is cool. I can take a breather. And then for a while there, all of a sudden, other things picked up. So you never know. We don't have a kid. We have cats who are low maintenance. Thank mm-hmm. God. But That's why we have cats. But life does happen. And there's a lot. It No matter whether you're involved in the theater or not, the balance of how much time you spend together gets affected by what comes your way. Yeah. And you never know what that's going to be. I would think it does. Yeah. And I, I guess can be a little, I don't know what your experience has been. If I've been out working on a show and, and you probably well, got I mean, busy with, you know, doing other things, I would say other things, hobbies, we've, what have you. We've been occasionally the two ships passing in the night. There have been times where Jim is working on it. There was one time Jim was more involved in a show and I kind of had a, I'd show up toward the end. I think I did set design for that, for True West. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was mostly at home and I'm kind of a homebody at heart if I let myself get that way. So I'm fine being home alone and that's great. And I don't mind peace and quiet, but other times, again, if I get wrapped up in something or involved, I will disappear and Jim will be like, Hey, I'm here. And I'm like, I'm busy. So I'll see you, you know, love you. And, and then I realize after the fact that I've kind of cut him out because I've been so busy doing things. And it's, it still is for me anyway, very tricky at finding a balance. Sometimes I think he's better at that than I am. And I need to follow his lead occasionally every once in a while. So yeah, maybe the circumstance we deal with is just when we're not working together Mm -hmm. and then maybe not seeing each other as often, especially depending on how heavy the rehearsal schedule is. Yeah. I I mean, just having kids adds this whole other level that yeah. we could yeah. have an entire episode yeah. talking uh-huh. about how to deal with that. and Theater parents. Yeah, I don't think well. we've really even come up with the best way to deal with it ourselves. Well, I think that changes a lot, too. I mean, it is it is an episode in itself, I, or more, I would imagine, because kids don't stay the same every no, year. Either. Things change, their needs change, your Absolutely. time availability, everything. It's a totally different animal. And eventually, it could become a situation where the kid gets involved, too. Yeah, this And is then true. you're all taking turns, or you're all be involved in the same show at, at a certain point. Who knows? You could become a theater mom. <laughs> yes stage mom that's stage mom stage yes mom. that's totally your style gene i can see that happening <laughs> do it this way remember to smile <laughs> everybody's watching I don't you know give him that part 
So we we touched a little bit on when you've got one half of a couple directing and the other half auditions. I know you and I have handled that very different ways. We we both direct. Jim, that is, I, I'm, I'm looking at him. You can't see that I'm looking at him. I, I, when you're when you're casting your significant other when they audition for you, I feel like you've got two different ways that this is going to go. If it's like yes, then people are going to think it's nepotism. If it's no, well, then you've got to deal with not casting your significant other. The wrath. Yeah. So the aftermath. The general way that Gina and I have handled that is to say, if I'm directing, you can't audition. Now that we have a kid, obviously, it's not even an option. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I mean, how did you really feel about it ahead of time? I, I don't know that you necessarily agreed with my decision on that. But since I'm directing, you kind of didn't have much choice. Well, yeah. I mean, of course. That's. I mean, that that's that's more your choice as the director half. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know that I disagreed. My concern is less casting you. It's more casting or not casting. My concern is more that. I don't feel that I could necessarily make that decision with an open mind and objectively so that, yeah, I could get input on it, but I'm still like probably going to be pushing for to cast you maybe more than I should. And then if I don't cast you for whatever reason, I don't want to have to be the one to tell you that you weren't cast. I don't like to disappoint you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I honestly kind of, think that you would be less likely to cast me because because you would be overcompensating for... That's possible, too. <laughs> you know, like you... You, you would, would have very uh, tough standards to try mm. to meet. Yeah, yeah. So, but you don't have that rule. I don't have what? That, that rule. rule. I did not have that rule. Aaron has auditioned for me a few times. Yes, and, and you have sometimes cast her. I have sometimes, sometimes cast her, and I have sometimes not cast her, as I mentioned in the previous episode. And... I think I tried to be as objective about it as I possibly could, given that I have demonstrated a track record for casting other people when I thought it was the mm-hmm. best move to make and casting her when I thought I honestly thought that she was the best person to audition. And for the record, well, when it comes to working together with Jim directing me the first time he picked me and he didn't know me. So that kind of doesn't have any bearing the second time, well, I have auditioned for him and there was a committee involved and I did not get the part. And I think he went out of his way the one time he actually did cast me on his own to have input from other people and mm-hmm. be clear that I did indeed earn that role. It wasn't a matter of Jim casting me. The other time Jim and I worked together as actor and director, Jim directing me, I actually was cast by someone else and Jim became the director yes. because they needed one and he was available and I suggested it and said, hey, I think it's a cool story. I don't know what it is. I looked at it as an actor. Here, why don't you take a shot at it? And Jim mm. got so, roped in. I, didn't, I was not in a position to have to consider casting right. her or not casting her. That was already decided stuck before <laughs> I got involved. He's really stuck with me, let me tell you. <laughs> I actually didn't remember about the case where I did cast you about there being sort of a discussion or a committee. Yeah, you made sure. Well, the one time I wasn't cast, there was definitely a committee. So it really wasn't even on your shoulders per se. And the second time, yeah, I think I got a call from the assistant director. No, I might be getting my, I might be getting things mixed up, but I know that Jim for sure had the input from someone else. So when it was offered to me, it was, we talked about this and you clearly earned the role. And I mentioned this in the last episode also, but I think 
in situations like that, I think it is best to have you know uh, out right. group input, other people in, in casting decisions, so that it maybe does not reflect as poorly on you if it seems like oh you're being just right casting yeah, your not necessarily other. nepotism and it's right. yeah I could see that but I would still I don't know it, it's just something that would make me uncomfortable having to make that decision well yeah I mean and I guess it's a personal thing and I did say before that I was on the flip side of that where I knew I was not gonna cast her in a show and had to call her up and tell her that and and how long was it before she spoke to you again uh <laughs> You know, I Years. held it over his head forever, and, you know, I, I really milked it for all it was worth. After the throttling ended, and I got my voice back. Yeah. Fortunately, he did not press charges. <laughs> so I guess we can wrap things up and talking about when we all, well, not when we all, but when... We have not all four of us been involved in one production. We that not. would be no. interesting. That would Except be interesting. this one. Yes. <laughs> We can discuss what we've done in shows as couples separately. All right. So Gina and I have probably not been involved in as many as you guys, partly because of the kid, I guess. The boy. Yeah. But uh, what we had talked about in the last episode, uh, Love's Labor's Lost, was the first one where we auditioned together and were both cast. And just to refresh my memory you did state up front that you wanted to be considered together yes as a package mm-hmm. yeah. deal as yeah it we told them that up front because i know it was at least the first one i don't know if it was the first one we auditioned for after we were married i want to say it was after we were married i don't know i mean it was the first show i auditioned for at barley sheaf okay but we did end up both in that and yeah it was fun y- yes <laughs> the end <laughs> i know i don't know what more to say about it i mean <laughs> great story glenn we- yeah, I mean, it, we we weren't. I mean, like we were in some scenes together. Actually. Yeah, we didn't really have too much too together. Much, we didn't ever talk to each other. I don't the, think so. No, in the show. What about backstage? No, no not no. backstage. <laughs> of course, we talked backstage. We, we sat on opposite sides of the green room and faced uh, yeah. away from each other. Yeah, <laughs> it would have messed with your characters. Yeah. And then, uh, despite the fact that we have the don't audition for me rule, I have directed you twice, mm-hmm. both in one acts mm-hmm. at Barley Chief's one act festival, where you can pretty much choose your own cast. So I essentially precast you along with other people. And that was, uh, I did Hotline, which was also the one where Jim and I met. Different role that you guys played. Which role were you? <laughs> oh, gosh, I already forgot her name. Dorothy. Dorothy, that's right. The prostitute? Yes. 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 With the heart of gold. Yes. Uh, With the mouth of potty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she didn't have quite the potty mouth. But I just thought that that was something that would be challenging for you and that you would do really well. And and you did do really well. Well, thank you. Do you have Uh, a recording of it? Yes, I think. No, because that would not be legal. Uh, Oh, that's right. No, we don't. Wink, wink, say no more. Yes. So I will not show that to you at any point. Okay. And then the other one, which actually recording would be legal because it was a public domain script that I adapted, and that was the uh, Marx Brothers Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel. I saw that one. Yes. And that was a very interesting experience because you played Miss Dimple. Hello. (laughs) Yes. That was the secretary. So this was- Glenn played Groucho Marx. I, I played Groucho Marx. This was based on a radio program of the same name that only Groucho and Chico were in because it wouldn't really make much sense for That's a That's a fine boss. Yes. Uh, so I basically did the entire thing doing a Groucho Marx impression and it was quite a lot of fun but it was very interesting directing myself as well as directing my wife. 
That's, you know, that's something I can't fathom doing, directing myself. Yeah, it was difficult, and I did get a lot of input because there were the other people that were involved in the show. I guess it was, no, there weren't other people that were directors, were there? Sherry um, wasn't a director. Kevin wasn't a director. No, and you Keith. Keith. Keith, who was also in it. Yeah, yeah. and 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 Keith, uh, as He's far as I'm aware, is not a director. As far as I know, yeah. So I know I asked for input on scenes that I was in, but I guess it was just other actors that I was asking. Hm. Yeah, well, I mean, they might not be directors, but they have opinions. Well, that's this is true. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's there's certainly a, an amount of challenge to directing yourself, but I guess you know that's another episode. So then there were two other times that we worked together. There was Accomplice, where you were listed as Factotum. <laughs> which I had to look up to figure out exactly what that Yeah, it's like Gopher. It's like Gal Friday, I guess. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And I don't know if that was just because I was asking you questions and asking you for random help, or if there was anything official to that Factotum title. I don't know that there was anything official. I just kind of did a few things here and there. Yeah. You helped. You kept me sane. That's almost like assistant to the Did director. Yeah. assistant director. Kind of. I usually would, I mean, I guess it doesn't really count so much, but I would usually paint something on most of the... Yeah. Or or not, maybe not most, but a lot of the, the shows good, that you've I done. mean, a, a decent painters are in short supply, so or, you know, artistic painters. Uh, and then the, the last one was when you assistant directed for me, and that was Boeing Boeing. That was pretty cool. That was a fantastic show, and I, I think you had a lot to do with that, and, and your your input was extremely helpful, and it was just something that was great to, to work together on, and I, I wish we could do that again, but with the kid, that's going to be a long time before we can do anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember there were one or two rehearsals that I even, like, kind of took the lead. I know one time you had a migraine, and you were just, like, done. I remember sitting out in the audience with sunglasses on. And, and I, I pretty much ran that rehearsal, because yeah. you, you I usually, were not able. When I have an assistant director, I usually do try to have them step up once or twice just to kind of take the lead. Yeah, and I think there were, like, maybe one or two other times that you just did just because... Mm -hmm. Because... I guess. Just because. Apparently, that's what you do. So. Yes. <laughs> so in the normal dynamic of doing rehearsals together, how did that play out? I, I guess it's generally that I'm running the rehearsals, and I'll get input when it comes to taking notes or, or, or giving notes, rather, to the actors. I would... I don't remember if I asked you first or I would give my notes first. I think I gave my notes first. Usually, but I think sometimes we would like kind of whisper about something when yeah. something, you know. But most of the time you did give your notes first and then you would be like, Gina, yes. do you have any notes? notes? And then I would give my notes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think that's generally how I've worked with yeah. assistant directors. Yeah, typically. Yeah. So that's pretty much the entirety of our experience. What about you guys? All right. Well, for us, we do have a lot of co-directing experience. We directed a total of four shows, most of which were at Village Players of Hatboro. That was The Senator Wore Pantyhose, then I Hate Hamlet, and then The Fox on the Fairway, all more comedic, pretty broad comedies. And then at Playcrafters, we did Red Herring, which we talked about earlier. That was the show that Aaron had auditioned, but I mm -hmm. did not cast her. I think in all those cases, the dynamic was fairly similar. I mentioned earlier on, and this is probably especially true earlier on in our working together in this way, that I was more the big picture. I would figure out the schedule, what we were doing, what our agenda was, and kind of looking at the whole show at a high level as right. pieces were coming together. Aaron, you usually were kind of looking for the nuances in between, helping 
come up with character ideas. Yeah, I think it's, that kind of evolved over time, too, because, A, the first time I assistant directed, I had never done anything like that before. So I was just trying to figure out how to complement Jim's style. And so yeah. it kind of came down to, I have no clue about what the big picture of a director job is, so I'm going to see what I can do. And I think I approached play on similarly mm-hmm. in a uh, way. So that was more of a learning experience. But then I, as I kind of felt things out and worked with Jim more and getting to know Jim, my strength again fell into the details and character stuff. So Jim could look at all of the big picture. Jim directed the show. He still refers to it as co-directing, but I think it was a division of responsibilities. But again, he was the director and I was picking out whatever I could pick out to develop a more full story, I guess I could say. It sounds a little bit more like a division of labor than what Gina and I had. I think we were both doing the same thing and just kind of layering that as opposed to a little more divide and conquer where where Jim's high level and you're a little more detail. No, as you're saying it, it it makes me think of the way we work together as, uh, you know, in terms of theater, but looking at it as a film perspective, Jim kind of works like a film director. He can see the big picture stuff and less experienced film directors look at, hey, how do I want to make this look? But a more experienced film director knows how to work with an actor as well as the big picture. So Mm -hmm. that is kind of how I think maybe we divided it. I could see that Jim had that and I had the other piece. So, you know, it doesn't really change any of how we worked, but I think that is what Jim got to get, if anything, just pulling the the acting perspective out of what I had. And I, and I did learn, I have learned from the way Jim does things in terms of how to work with people and pull something together. Not Sounds that like I want to direct. Good balance where you both learned from each other. It really was. And that also is a pretty cool thing. And we have a bit of director actor experience as well. Mm-hmm. In the, in these cases, me being the director and Aaron being the actor play on, of course, when we first worked together and I, I felt that probably I gave you more notes than Fran did in that show. I'm not. It, it was a comedy, and my strength is not comedy. I tend to be able to look at a dramatic script and get a character, but when it comes to pulling something outside myself or, hey, wow, it would be really funny if I did this here, or a character like this, I'm, I don't think like that. So mm. Jim, I think, probably was like, uh I think, you know, maybe we need to add something here that she doesn't know. At least that's the way I see it now. But I think the direction from him was probably helpful because I'm a fish out of water in a comedy. But that was really the only comedy that we did in that kind of arrangement. The other two plays were dramas. Being of Sound Mind was a psychological thriller, and that was probably more in your wheelhouse. Yes, yes, yes. And then uh, our most recent work together, Nora Swan, was... Heavily dramatic. (laughs) And that was a case where I really... In many ways, because I felt like I wasn't entirely sure what to make of what I was getting into, I kind of had to take a lot of cues from Aaron uh, on that as far as helping guide me as a director, even though I was directing her as an actor. It was kind of... That that really was a very... It was funny because, I don't know, funny is not the right word. It was a very big challenge because, as I said earlier, I looked at it as an actor to start with. And it taught me, I think, to start looking at things as a director big picture because I knew that Jim was kind of in over his head 
and and that doesn't mean that he couldn't handle it. It means yeah, that it, it was no, it doesn't. It, it means, no, I'm I'm admitting myself. <laughs> but it it meant it was also a strange situation because I knew that there was something I was getting from the heart of the story that I couldn't translate. It was a very odd read, and I'll put it this way, and maybe Jim has talked about it. To read the play looked like it was every cliche of a spy movie, but what I always felt from it from the character that I had was these are real people, and once you developed the real people it was a very kind of tragic story and very deep so i said jim i don't know what you're getting into i know there's a story here there's something kind of beating at the heart of it i don't know what it is i just know it's good and there was one experience where we actually did appear on stage together Mm -hmm. and that was a farce no sex please were british at village players of hatbro aaron was the female lead i guess you'd say yes the wife of a banker, up-and-coming banker. Second time being a British banker's wife. <laughs> one comedy, one not-so-comedy. Yeah. And I played a, what was he, a bank inspector. Yes. So she had another, there was another actor playing her husband. It was not me. I had a more of a secondary role. But right. we did have a f- couple And I didn't come together. into the second act, but we did have a few good scenes together and i I jim was so funny i think he broke me probably almost every night with a certain part (laughs) i broke myself too it just happened that i had my back to the audience (laughs) (laughs) where i was hiding behind a potted plant (laughs) dropping your pajama drawers with your three pairs of underwear on underneath that as i remember that's right (laughs) i thought that was a lot of fun i i I felt it was uh, you know to the extent that we whether we had to have chemistry or not, we didn't really because we weren't playing a romantic pairing. But, you know, I had fun working in that capacity. It was enjoyable. Yes. Good. You made me laugh. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all that matters. Yes. So on that note, I guess that uh, pretty much brings this discussion to an end, which also brings this season to an end. That's right. We've made it to now 80 episodes. Ooh. So we will be back with you uh, hopefully within... A reasonable amount of time, I'm not sure, but we're going to take a little bit of break. Yeah, we talked about maybe trying to build up, get more episodes episodes worked out and recorded and set up in advance before we actually start airing them again. Yeah, but we do thank you for tuning in with us through these 80 episodes or however long you've been with us. And if you have any comments or questions or episode ideas, you can contact us by visiting our website, backstage.link, and clicking on Contact the Show. That's right, or you could also reach us at our phone number, which is, Glenn? 267-225-8869. And if you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe if you haven't already. Tell a friend, leave us a review, do that sort of thing, spread the word. That's right, and if you have not heard of our 80 episodes as of yet, then please feel free to go check them out. You can take advantage of our little break, and you can see all of those episodes or listen to all of them either in your back catalog or directly from the website backstage.link. And if you really want to uh, spread the word and be our cheerleaders, check out our store and our merch. Yes, that's also on backstage.link. You can click on store and wear a shirt that can also get everybody else looking at you and going, what's that? (laughs) As I am wearing one of our shirts right now. Yes, it's uh, very nice. It's It's very nice. (laughs) (laughs) It says the backstage show on it. Yes, that's how you know it's from the backstage show. And on that note, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim, and thank you all this time and for the season joining us backstage. Bye. Pretty special. How are they going to follow up next season? We don't know yet. Beep! I think my pop filter was touching the microphone for that episode.
That's it. Beep. Oh yeah. Kool Aid Man. I don't know. Beep. The last book I did was a fiction book, and I had like there were a lot of different voices, and there was one section of it where I was. There were these two characters, two brothers, I think it was, and I essentially did them as Kermit and Fozzie. <laughs> Beep. Bear left. Frog right. Right frog. <laughs> right, right frog. frog. Glenn got it right. I'm sorry. We're I learned gonna have it wrong. this conversation again. Beep. I learned it from watching you. Beep. You can't tell those jokes on air anymore. I can't tell those jokes, period, because like I said, I can't tell jokes. That's okay. I botched a couple already myself, so I should shut up now. Beep. It's a shame we're not having any fun doing this. I think we should. I think this is just our next episode. Beep. Audience, I am so sorry. I will never do this again. We can totally air this. We can do anything we want. (laughs) It's our show. Yeah. Beep. Don't hit that mic stand. It's too twangy. Yeah! <laughs> Rock and roll! Beep! Hi, I'm Gina. Hi, I'm Aaron, and welcome, welcome. to You Say yeah, This. You are neither Gina nor Aaron. Beep! Hi, I'm Gina. Sorry, you don't have to do that again. Yeah, you gotta sorry. do it. See, what you do is you do it once, and everybody shuts up, and then you do it the second time. Beep! All right, today on the Backstage Show, we are... Sorry. This week on the Backstage Show, we are... Con- <laughs> you can say today. Today. It's still today. You can say whatever you want. You usually want. say this week. Beep! The cats. I know cats where, want to give us hugs too. Yeah, I know where their paws have been too, and their tongues. Yeah, <laughs> in their buttholes. Yep, <laughs> in the butt. Beep. What? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, sorry. I, I actually appreciate that. Uh, just going off on a tangent here, but you do a much better job laughing at my bad jokes. Than, <laughs> not that that was a bad joke. You're it was welcome. Just a statement, but yes, thank you. Beep. Yes. What? Well, I thought you were gonna say more. I was hoping you would say something. Okay. Beep. He's looking at me, trust me. You can't see through your speaker, can you? No, you cannot. So. Try some more LSD. Yeah. (laughs) Beep. But we can sit and talk about our individual couple projects. You want to rethink that phrasing? What is an individual couple project? (laughs) Beep. Oh. Oh. oh, outtake. On that oh. note, beep. As Glenn waves the, the timer in front of me, you always, half, half you always say laughing. something when I do that. <laughs> beep. So, on that note, I uh, am Glenn. I don't know why I said it like that. I, I am. Uh, uh, oh, I am Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> so, on that note, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And thank you for. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say something a little special. Beep. I like a beefsteak tomato. <laughs> Not grape tomatoes? No, you just stopped, beef You stopped steak. it before she said that, didn't you? No, I didn't. There's oh. <laughs> an outtake. Beep. <sighs> and I just dated myself. And then I dated you. And then we got married. Yeah. The end. Beep. Anywho. You also just want to have, I guess, downtime together. Oh, yeah. I'm not good at that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sounds... (laughs) Please tell me that doesn't even... (laughs) You broke Glenn. (laughs) And my response was about something else and so wrong. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
I I married the Kool-Aid man, everybody. Let say. me tell you, when he breaks into the bedroom, it is so hot. Oh, yeah. That is a red Kool-Aid outfit. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I married you. Glenn is waving his hand, and I think he's about to cry. Oh, yeah, it's business time. <laughs> <laughs> you were worried about this episode not taking up enough time. <laughs> but like, you can't have all of that laughter in the outtakes. <laughs> like maybe some of it. <laughs> oh boy. This is kind of awesome. I don't think I've ever seen Glenn laugh this hard. In fact, I think usually the person laughing this hard is me. And I usually don't even know why. Take a deep breath, Glenn. It's okay. Let's pause for station identification. 